live in a world that struggles with feeling busy and overwhelmed. At the same time, us mamas want to feel we're living intentionally and with purpose. At the end of the day, you won't have to sit worn out on the couch feeling like it all just wasn't enough. Here, you'll find the tools to slow it down, nurture your own goals, and live restored. Each week, we have real-life conversations about motherhood, work, relationships, and all the things in between. I'm your host, Jen Brazil. Welcome to the Unhurried Life Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Unhurried Life. I am your host, Jen Brazil, and this week we get to talk about fitness. If you know me at all, you know that health and fitness is a huge part of my life. So I love every time on the podcast when I get to talk to somebody and get a new perspective, just something else to add to our little arsenal of what we know about our bodies. And this week, Gretchen kind of takes a different turn on things. And she definitely sheds light on how many fitness programs have we tried? How many diets have we gone on? How many fitness programs have we stopped? And how many diets have we been unable to sustain? She talks about finding fitness that actually fits for you. Hi, Gretchen. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Awesome. I'm so glad you're here because to be honest, I think what you have to say is what every woman out there needs to hear. What you have for us today, I'm just so excited about. So let's first start off though. I want to hear more about you and just hear kind of where you started, who you are and kind of what you do. Yeah, so I have quite a journey. I kind of the the place I started and the place I've always been my whole life and I always kind of gravitate back to is the role of teacher. And if you could pick like a common thread through all the weird things I have done in my life, the teacher kind of keeps coming back. So I've been in the fitness industry for about 20 years and I started there, you know, very, very early in college and worked in the fitness industry. And then coming out of that, I was a training and education supervisor for Galveston Beach Patrol. So you see a little bit of the fitness, a little bit of the education. Then I went back to grad school still loving the fitness world, worked at rec sports for Texas A&M University, and then got, you know, what at that time was my dream job. So I was a professor for the Department of Health and Kinesiology. So there I am in my world of fitness and teaching people fitness and how to teach fitness. It couldn't get any better or so I thought. And then I got pregnant with my first child, fully planning like just fully planning to have the baby, you know, take my maternity leave. She goes to daycare. I come home and I'm telling you, like within the first month, I was like, no, my life is 180 totally different. And, and there's lots of women that make that work so well. And I admire them so much. And so I struggled with that a little bit. Like, why am I feeling that this isn't for me? So I kind of, I looked at all these different options and I finally just took the leap and I quit my job, my full-time job and became a full-time work from home mom where I do life coaching and I still get to do fitness education and teach group fitness, but I get to travel and do the fitness education and then do life coaching from home. Now I have two little girls and it's just the most amazing thing ever. It's, I fully believe like that journey, it takes us up and down and all around, but it ends up right where we need to be. Yes, that is awesome. And tell me, okay, tell me your kids ages, because I feel like I think our kids are really close. Yes. So I have a three-year-old. And then I have a one that just turned four months. Okay. So you are rocking that like brand new baby business right now. (laughs) 
Uh, totally. As are you, as are you. Yes, ma'am. So how are you doing it? Uh, well, I kind of, I had to learn balance with the one and working at home, which I thought I had done really well, but it's a totally different ball game. But one thing that I did, and I kind of learned this from the teaching world, because you don't, when you're in the classroom teaching, you aren't able to sit down and focus on one thing. Like you're just teaching, you know, so you have to get really good at how do I use that time in front of my computer really, really, really well. So I think that served me in moving to the work from home space. I kind of chunk my day and now it looks like before the kids wake up, nap time sometimes-ish, and then after the kids go to bed. And I just have come up with really good strategies. And I also, like I I schedule, but I don't overwhelm myself. My to-do list, people probably think my to-do list is crazy because, you know, I just look like I'm getting all this stuff done, but I've really learned how to strategize it. And I don't ever let myself come up with more than five things to get done a day. That's it. I don't let myself. Share with me, you said you had systems to kind of prevent overwhelm or getting too crazy. So share with me, what's one of those systems? What's one of those tips? The first tip is to, and you've probably heard other places, is to do the stuff you really don't want to do first. I guess on top of that is the idea of I don't let myself put too many things on my to-do list because they don't get done. (laughs) They don't get to done, right? (laughs) humans in general and I would I would say especially women and moms we really like to write lists and make plans and that's the fun part and that in and of itself is just because we really like that creative outlet of planning and designing but if we can stimulate that in other ways like let's say you put something on your to-do list that made you happy after you got all the bad stuff done then you got to reward yourself with this self-care moment you wouldn't find the need necessarily, or at least I would, and I think a lot of us wouldn't, find the need to write down one million things we think we're going to get done and come up with these plans. We'd have the five, we'd grit our teeth, do the five, and then we would be rewarded with this, you know, this fun thing, this creative outlet, this thing that we enjoy that we haven't let ourselves do because our to-do list is staring us in the face. Okay, that makes perfect sense. And I think I need to adapt that sort of because I definitely have a to-do list that sort of kind of never ends. (laughs) So tell me a little bit, I feel like you breezed over that whole transition of you quit your full-time job and you hopped right into this amazing business that you have going. And it's like you just closed one door and opened the next, but I know there's got to be a transition story in there. So what did that look like? Right. Okay. So the actual quitting my job part is kind of funny, but I'll get to that in just a second. Um, Before that, I'd been toying with this idea of I guess I think there's more, like there's got to be more out there. Like what I'd been doing for the past, at that point, like what, 19 years in the fitness industry was great. But all of a sudden I felt this really like burden almost as a mom to to say all this stuff I've been teaching just doesn't apply to everyone. And it really doesn't apply to most women. It really, really doesn't apply to most moms. This stuff that I've been teaching about, like, this is the only way, this is the only way. And so I'd been kind of exploring that with my life coach. I have a life coach. I believe most life coaches should have a life coach. It only makes you better. And I've been talking about it and I developed, it. Um, it's called the MIMO method and something that women can find and go through. And it's, it's 12 weeks long, but it's DIY. It's your own pace. And it's just putting your mind into motion before jumping into all this fitness craziness. Like, let's look at your life and do this stuff. Like I talked about, like, are you practicing self-care? 
self-care? Do you know how to deal with stress? Because bottom line, that's what's going to keep you from reaching your goals. So when I started developing that, that was when I really got that urge, like, okay, there's something more. Yeah. So I've developed the Mind Into Motion program. And then I was sitting in a room with a bunch of women and my life coach was there too. And we were going around, you know, one by one by one, talking about what we wanted to get done in the next quarter. And it came around to me and just out of my mouth, I said, I'm going to quit my job. And so I, I kind of freaked out because I was like, well, where did that come from? But it, I think it came from this space of just letting myself believe that and believe that what I had was something valuable to offer. And I could do this thing that seemed like was impossible to staying home with my kids and still having a job and loving what I do. And so that's really how it happened. And so I quit my job to do what I do full time. And I've added life coaching on top of that. And I work now with fitness professionals as well, teaching them the MIMO method and life coaching strategies that they can implement as trainers and group exercise instructors. Okay. So tell me for those of us that don't know, because I am very new to the life coaching thing. I got a life coach about probably six to eight months ago and it's changed my life. But before that, I kind of was like, (laughs) life coach, like, what does that mean? You know? So explain. Absolutely. So agreed. Agreed. I was the same. I was like, this is hokey. Like, what are people talking about with this life coaching business? I got one at first because I wanted business coaching. And I knew that this, the lady that I found, actually her name is Hannah Keeley. I don't need to keep like referring to as this mysterious person. Very well known, especially well known in mom circles. So I found her because she was not only good at the business thing, but she was a mom. She was doing it with seven kids. Like, okay, if she can do it with seven, I can do it with one. And I found her and I was kind of resistant at first to getting help with my life because I was like, no, no, no. No, 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 just my business. But, you know, I probably wouldn't have quit my job if I hadn't opened up to the things that she was helping me with life-wise. And the best way for someone who is completely unfamiliar with life coaching, the best way I can describe it is because people try to equate it to counseling. I'm like, it's to- it's a different ballgame. Yeah, so if you had like yourself now and then yourself in your vision, like if you do a vision board or whatever, like your goal, if you want to think of it that way, yourself and yourself in your vision that you think you could be, the life coach is just the mediator between those two people. And they help you take the right steps and they kind of guide you. They're not a consultant. They don't always tell you exactly what to do. They will if you really, really want to, but they try to listen to what you need and guide you in the right direction. Um, And so that to me, that explains the life coaching thing the best. Yes. I agree. That's actually much better than I could have even said it. So way to go, life coach. (laughs) Thanks. I was was like, I've been asked before, actually. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great answer. And now there are a lot, a lot of options out there for women, moms, all of these people that we could go to Instagram accounts, blogs, we could get completely overwhelmed. And you said earlier that you were kind of realizing that what you were teaching wasn't for everybody. It wasn't for every woman and it definitely wasn't for every mom. So how do you help us decide? I mean, what, what are we supposed to do? How, how are we, who are we supposed to choose? How are we supposed to know? Right. And my answer to that is you have to be able to listen to yourself, but you also have to be able to listen to yourself after you've done the mindset work. And this is where, and I don't think anyone is bad. Like I'm not giving anyone a bad rap at all. I just think some people, they haven't done 
Like they could have all the certifications in the world. And that used to be, honestly, that's how old me really would have introduced myself probably is listed every single certification I held, which is a lot. (laughs) But a lot of people get really wrapped up in that, like, look at all this stuff that I've learned that is like hard and fast. But that's where the overwhelm happens. Like if I were to give you a thousand rules to follow, you might be able to for a week. But after that, you wouldn't you would be lost. Like I wouldn't teach you anything that's worked on your mindset, worked on your ability to believe that you can actually achieve this. So what I what I like to do with my clients, whether they're one-on-one or in a small group or they're doing this DIY program, is I like to focus about four weeks on preparation. And yeah, I give them workouts to do along the way, but we talk about things like how is your environment affecting you? Like how are the people you hang out with affecting your ability to make these changes that you say you want to change? That's so good. That's so critical. It really is. And, you know, if you're out there looking at programs and I, I never think like my program is for everybody because I think you need to find someone you really gel with as a yoga and teach as a yoga teacher. I really, really believe that. And my program isn't all yoga, but you just have to find somebody that you like. But I would say to anybody that's feeling overwhelmed right now, find the person that you feel like is really serving you. They're not saying, well, here's something that I do for everybody. They're saying, okay, here's a way to tap in to yourself. And you feel like you're able to make choices along the way because that at the end of the day, that's what's going to stick because you're telling your mind like, oh, I made, this is actually mine. That's awesome. That is totally true. And I just have to say, because I don't think we talked about this, but I met Gretchen. She was my yoga teacher. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And she's amazing. You just have such a presence and such a way of talking to people, which I feel like you don't find very often. And I think that's what you're trying to say is you have to find that person that fits that fitness fit for you. And whether it's something about their voice or something about their instruction, I feel like you just give a lot of grace because you are a mom and you do totally get it. So tell me a little bit about kind of what your day to day looks like. Well, okay, so it's a little odd because I have a four-month-old. But most days, so the hardest thing to do with a, a little kid is give myself some grace when it comes to business because I feel like right when my baby was born, I was hitting a really some really big strides and momentum in my business. And one of the ways I had always kept that going was getting up early. And that is so much harder. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's so much harder. And I had choices. I was like, I can get up early right now and lose sleep, but still get stuff done. But I knew that that was just going to bring on sickness. I mean, I think people really forget when you talk about the components of physical health. Yeah, there's the working out, there's the nutrition, there's the decrease in stress, but sleep is a huge factor. So I usually try to get up a little bit before the madness ensues, but that does not look like business anymore. That looks like personal development because that's something I teach people is you've got to work on yourself first and it's something that I live. So whether I'm listening to a podcast, doing a devotional, maybe I'm just kind of sitting on my back porch staring into space, something to just kind of calm myself and enter the day before I enter the day with chaos. Because when I enter the day with chaos, That's when I have regrets about things I've done as a parent, as a wife, a daughter, a friend, you name it. Yeah. And I think what I hear you saying is there's seasons for this. There are seasons to get up early and there are seasons to be awake five minutes before your kids and stare into space. And there are seasons to get like 75 things done before your kids even wake up. But I think it's very wise of you 
to definitely recognize this season. And here's something that I hope like I, this just kind of popped in my head and I really do believe that, you know, we, things come into our head for a reason. So someone out there, I hope hears this, that when you give yourself grace, things will keep going. Like nothing has slowed down. Stuff is still getting done. I don't need to be present for all of it. I don't have to be there. If you, if you're able to set up your systems and you've put in the effort that you knew you should put in and you've done the hard things first, then when it comes down to these seasons where you need to back off a little bit and give yourself a little bit of downtime, it still keeps moving without you. People still are coming to you because you've set yourself up to be in that place, if that makes sense. Girl, I think I needed to hear that. Oh, good. I found the person. That was easy. Because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's totally true. I think when you get the big things done, that aren't always the things that we absolutely love to do. It helps free up space to do the other things because we do have, we do have things in life that we just don't really want to do. Like, do I want to pick up 50 books. Do I want to unload the dishwasher again? Do I want to, do I want to do these things? Not exactly, but just kind of got to do them. Right. Cause if, if we don't do them, we distract ourselves and that's when you find the, you know, the time wasters. Yeah, for sure. Tell me a little bit about how your life looks unhurried right now. Is there something you're doing that's a little bit different? I know you're a yoga teacher, so I feel like this question is kind of a moot point, but <laughs> Yeah. So, um, actually I have done something really cool lately. So I have, um, you know, I have this Mimo method program, but I have an online fitness community that is, it's free. It's on Facebook and I've started doing more workouts on there with them, which I know that sounds like it's more hurried, but when I work out, I try to do what I love. I try to do what feels good. I don't believe anymore. This is again, the, the new me. I don't, believe that we need to do so much of the pain, the pain, the pain to get the gain. I mean, yeah, we, we have this moment of like, oh, this is hard, but does it make you feel good when you're done? And so I've been doing a lot more workouts on there, offering just tons of modifications and showing people how to do things in the chair. And just this past week, I started doing stuff for kids too. And that has been, I mean, talk about unhurried. First of all, my child's in it with me. I had to let go of the idea of this is going to be perfect. It's at 10 a.m. when normally I'm like 6 a.m. filming. But it has been so freeing to just be like, you know, kids don't judge you. Kids don't judge you. And to sing songs on camera, like in my garage with my kids running around. And it is pretty cute. I mean, you're, you still got a three-year-old who it's like, get off my yoga mat. <laughs> and I'm like, live, say please. That has been really, really fun. And just my word for this year, I know people do that and I like to do that as well. And I spend a lot of time thinking about it has been to serve first, because I think there's a little bit of pressure when it's actually your living as well to like, oh, I've got this money or whatever, but this year's be serve first. And that has led me to some really, really cool things. And it's taken that pressure off without there really being any change. Like I've taken the pressure off myself completely. And there's still like, you know, financially, it's fine. Business does well. I still have people that I'm chatting with all the time. So that to me has been the most unhurried thing is just that idea of service. Okay, so what's something that lately you feel like you've done where you were able to serve and then sort of see that reward or that shift in your life due to the service? Recently, uh, there's been kind of this big shift toward a lot of, lot of fitness going online, which is something that I've been doing for a while now. 
So I've put together, and this is the first time I've really taken what I've learned from teaching the MIMO method and working with those clients. And I've been able to offer it to fitness professionals to kind of learn from what I've been doing in the virtual space, learn what's been successful. And so I offered it for like just a masterclass for fitness professionals. And in fact, you can still get that on my website. You just click on Fit Pro Masterclass. And, and we just kind of chat about what it looks like to live this way and to teach this way in the virtual space and the outpouring of, oh my gosh, I need this. I need to be teaching this has been so, it's been pretty humbling because I think for a long time I thought, you know, people don't really necessarily want to hear this. This is so different from what we think we should be teaching, but people do want this. They just don't know how to offer it. And that's where I've been able to serve them. And it's been really, really cool to see. That sounds so fun. Okay, well, tell me what's one of your favorite things right now. Oh my gosh, one of my favorite things right now. I So this is kind of nerdy and dorky, but it's what I'm loving. I have a three-year-old. Um, I am loving sitting down with her and doing art projects. And so we've been watercolor. I'm horrible at watercolor, by the way. Horrible. It's just, it's really, really bad. But I have so much fun doing it. I don't think you can actually be horrible at watercolor. No matter what, it all is just like a big blob. <laughs> Oh, I really beg to them. <laughs> That's true. I just haven't put enough paint on the, I think I just need to keep going and call it abstract art. Oh my goodness. So sweet. Well, Gretchen, I have loved getting to talk with you and it's just been so much fun. You are doing awesome and I can't wait for people to check you out. So if someone wants to learn more about you, how can they do that? The best way is just go to GretchenGag.com and it's G-E-G-G, GretchenGag.com. And you can click on anything there. There's an intro. You could get to my social media there. But also if you just, there's not a lot of us. So Gretchen Gag, you can probably find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, just with that handle. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. And I hope that you have a wonderful day. You too. Oh, I just love that talk. And you know what? In case you are wanting some things you can start implementing in your life to change, to add a little bit of sanity into your life when it comes to meal planning, meal prepping, grocery shopping, working out, all those things, I want to let you know about this free resource that I have that's pretty amazing. It's a full week of everything done for you. Your grocery list, your breakfasts, your lunches, your dinners, your snack, your workouts, everything completely done for you. And it's completely free. You just have to go to jbrazil.com slash full week, F-U-L-L-W-E-E-K, or look up in the notes for this episode and you can see the link for it. Again, that's jbrazil.com slash full week. And I just got all of that done for you. Healthy, tasty, easy to prepare meals, your grocery list, and a few workouts. Forgive me, I'm I'm not a fitness instructor, but I got some moves for you. So make sure you grab that. And until next week, I will see you over on Instagram. <laughs>